A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage. That lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this Christmas episode of our weekly podcast, Flats and Shanko. We missed a week last week. Very sorry about that, but Christmas calling, wasn't it? Things to do. Oh, people were going mad, wouldn't they? And people were going mad on blooming social media, weren't they? About us missing a week. What are you doing? Oh. Where have you gone? Have you finished? Steve, and, Steve from Modbury. Where's the pod, guys? That was about the only one. But apart from that, people went blooming mad. Wayne from Winnersh. <laughs> Gary from Gwent. Tim from Taplo. Um, Chester from Chester. Here we go. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Merry Christmas, one and all. Hey, a Merry Christmas to you, fella. First time we've really communicated properly since the big day. We've had the odd time. Nice time? Yeah. yeah. It's not about me, is it? It's like your wedding day, mate. It's not about you. It's about your wife and the kids. And they seem yeah. to enjoy it. They did seem to enjoy it. Who doesn't like... Well done. Who doesn't like uh, a hoop and a stick? No one. No one. No one. Absolutely no one. Um, what did you cook? I presume you cooked because you're a cook, aren't you? I'm a chef. Um, Sorry. A proper one. Uh, I cooked a turkey, funnily enough. Yeah. Yeah. Was it good? Yes, it was, actually. I got it from, I ordered it from M&S. Because, you know, How like you, special um, occasions, you, you shop at yeah. M&S, don't you? I'm, I'm normally a convenient man, really. So Tesco's around the corner, but big days like this, you want to impress your family, your 10-year-old and 7-year-old child. So I got no fed organic, grass-fed turkey from Good boy. Good boy. How'd you cook it? Uh, I cooked it upside down for the first hour, then turned it round oh. and then cooked it, you know, standard, I would say. Um, How'd you turn it round? Uh, oh, I used gloves. Filthy gloves after that. Well, I got given... Well, I got given these quite cool oven gloves for my birthday off Andrew Nicholson because he reckons I putt with oven gloves on um, when I play golf. Got you. Because my putting's terrible. <laughs> yeah. And these have got like a, a protective shield. So it's not like a, it's not done, it's not by fabric. It's like a plastic okay. coating. Good um, to know. Yeah. So I turned them around with that and then um, cooked it. Had a, put the old internal temperature uh, thermometer inside it. Yeah, 165 degrees out. Rested it upside down for a bit, so I let the juices flow through the breast, and then carved, served. What about you? Did you? Good stuff. Did you? Yeah. Um, slow cook it, smoke it, and it was the best turkey the kids have ever had. Right last yep. year. Yeah. Knew it. Was it just well, as exactly good? the same as last year? Was yeah. It just as good? Yeah. It's and it's really not difficult. Um. I did it on the Traeger, the old wood pellet yeah. smoker, digital wood pellet smoker. Very, very good. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. A lot of boys use them. I know Hask uses one quite. Well, I'm, I'm the OG though, mate. I'm original. I've been, I've been, I've had one for years. They're all buying into it now. Yeah, but it's our kid, isn't it? That's shown them the way. 
That's the reality. A bit like Field and Flower. I've just I've recently put an order through. It came yesterday. Uh, there was a Flats and Shanks promo code, which was oh, Flats yeah. and Shanks, and it's all arrived, all boxed up, all fresh, all cold. They put loads of ice pack coolers in there. DPD delivered it and whacked it in the fridge, whacked it in the freezer. Looks delicious. Lovely stuff. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm yeah. into it. But you were, the, you were great. the originals on that as well, weren't you? I mean, years. I've been buying meat from them for years, boy. I'll tell you what you're not um, an original on. That is Brogue trainer shoes because Nick Mullins is the original on that. And Nick Mullins beat them. me there. And you copied them. Nick Mullins beat me there. You yeah, wear the same they shoes are cool. a 70-year-old wears. Is he 70? But he's not far off. No, Nick he's is 50. Off. He's not far off. Wow. Where's your cut-off point, mate? <laughs> he's cooler than you. He's always better dressed than you and me anyway. <laughs> So I think there's something, there's something to be said for copying Nick. Um, yeah, that I did the older Jamie Oliver, a bit unoriginal, but I did the Jamie Oliver goose fat smashed potatoes. Not smashed, but yeah, kind yeah. of slightly mashed. Yeah, and they were, I must say, fella, they were excellent. I knew you were going to say that. I, but I, I just, followed, just did exactly what you said. I've not, I've not cooked a Jamie Oliver recipe that wasn't good. I'll say yeah. that now. I also did, um, I did sprouts with... Parmesan. Okay. It's Parmesan roasted sprouts, and the kids ate sprouts for the first time ever. I tried the whole bacon thing, super yep. sweet, lovely. We all, that didn't work, never worked. This year, roasted with Parmesan. Mate, what's the they point of sprouts? Down. What's the point of sprouts? They only come out. Of I love them. They only come out. I love Christmas. them. If if people love sprouts, like okay, you love them. You love oysters. You love anything different. Um, yeah. Then they'd be they'd be available. All year round. Now, I know they're available all year round, but no one right, really well, has they sprouts. Are. No one really has sprouts apart from Christmas, so they can't be that Speak nice. Speak for yourself. They can't be that nice. Speak for yourself. I'm, I'm speaking for the, the public, mate. Why don't you ask me if I have sprouts year round? You don't eat veg. I know that. Why don't you ask me if I have sprouts all year round? I know the answer, so I don't want to ask. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> one day a year. Uh, turkey too. Should cook more turkeys. Really, they're very really nice. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I agree. But it's easy it's easy to dry out a turkey, but it's mm. actually reasonably easy not to. Um I also did um just trying to make the kids like vegetables a bit more because they eat them, but you gotta I'm Let's still ten years later fun. still forcing I'm still trying to that. force my kids to eat vegetables. It's so boring. So just did roasted carrots, um roasted and brown sugar. Really, really nice. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe so a little bit of honey on out, top. But they ate some carrots. But their teeth are falling out now, um, but they are they did eat some vegetables a few days ago, so it's good news. But they've got Good bowel movement, so you know that's it. Give and take, that's isn't it. it? That's it, boy. I do have to mention this, flats. I mean, we did a video for this guy for his wedding. It's a little bit embarrassing. We didn't get invited to it, but James Metcalf got married. Okay, he married his sweetheart Lucy Cause, and apparently our video was just incredible. It set the scene. Well, he... I've had everyone tweet to me, "Why aren't you here? What have you done to Mets?" Um, but Mets has Mets sent me a video of um, couldn't make him it. him with a I think shirt undone tie around his head singing um, that this is me Swing song low. I think it's oh, like, right, the greatest showman or something like that I don't know yeah but he had his he had his um, he's such a rugby nerd that he had his a waistcoat made with ten on it and an England rose and there's no way he's a number ten they've just someone's got, no way someone's got a sharpie and put a zero next to the one I mean he's yeah. He's loose head all the way. He's Genji, isn't he? He's the body shape of Genji. He's not quite big enough for a tight, but he still is a little bit mobile and he wears pred, so he's certainly a loose. He is... Yeah. He is... Uh, look, he, he's he's only a fly half if he plays against 50-year-olds. Goody, sorry. But then, I could, but then I could be a fly off. I could be a fly off in that game. Yeah, I agree. Um... But no, he looked like a raucous wedding. He was doing a hell of a performance. He sort of looked like a rock star at a concert when I watched the video. But congrats to him. The reality is, Tommy, we didn't get invited. Um, but he would you have wanted me, to go well, to a wedding between Christmas and New Year? He promised me that we would 100% get invited to the second wedding. Okay. So yeah, absolutely. We'll have yeah, to well, they're always better anyway. There's always better years. food at the second one because you learn, don't you? Yeah. But I, but I just think, I just think, like, would you want to? Would I want to get out of my pajamas and go to a wedding 
in between Christmas and New Year? I'll level with you. The answer's no. Well, I don't mind. I don't mind. I am going to the darts next year between Christmas and New Year. Are you? Yeah, I'm doing it. it uh, it's incredible. It's incredible. I just want to go. I say it every year, and I'm going to book it like as soon as tickets become available. Alley pally. And I don't want to be sat at the back, you know, in the, in the stand seats. I want a table seat. And You're going large, you? I want to dress up. And I'm thinking, wow. my thinking is, now, I'm torn, so I'd like to know the listener's opinion on this. Do I go to the afternoon session or do I go to the evening session? Now, Fella, my thoughts are, with the afternoon session, we can all go as cardinals, monks, whatever. And then we can go back to the hotel, get changed, night out in town, in London. The big, yeah. the big apple, right? Or yeah. you go and have an afternoon bevy, and then you go to the darts in the evening. But then after the darts in Ali Pali, nothing's going on. So you've got to be home by 11. Now, yeah. I know what your option would be because you like your sleep. I like a good night's sleep tonight. Yeah. Um, you're not so much into the partying anymore, which is strange because back in the day when you went between the ages of 19 and 23, you were, you owned Eros. I give you that. Eros Nightclub, North London's premier night spot, three years running. You and your base shoes and your Patrick Cox and your jumper is lacrosse. Keeps you warm through the cold <laughs> and frost. <laughs> Sleeveless like, yeah, we, we have tank tops, didn't we? <laughs> sleeveless jumpers. Uh, so yeah, I, I just late, late nineties, mate. That was in white jeans and a sleeveless jumper. That was in. Do I go to the matinee or do I go to the evening? That's my. That's my. I'd, oh, that's a good. That's a good. I tell you, just ask Tins. Tins knows. He goes there a lot. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, just hope I don't have to do an interview, like Graham Sooners. Did what? I hope I don't have to do an interview when I'm there. Did Graham Sooners do one? Yeah, he was there watching the darts after one of the games. It was local darts. Was he smashed? No, he's all right. He looked oh, like good. he was oiled. You know, you've got a glow yeah. about you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the healthiest you ever looked at. <laughs> can, I, can I ask you a question? Are there any traditional Flatman um, traditions during Christmas? Traditional traditions. Traditional mm. traditions. Um, ooh, well, yeah, there's still... Obviously, kids still do stockings. We stopped doing stockings for grown-ups, like about five or six years ago with my parents, but I was like 33 still getting a stocking. Molly I quite Coddle. like that. It just Molly means Coddle. more stuff. Molly Coddle. That's it means more stuff. I like that. Yeah. Um, Mummy's boy. Traditional traditions. Yeah, there is actually. Well, with, with my kids. Um, your mum and you not... yourself. <laughs> yeah. How do mummy, how do I cook bacon? So I do. I, uh, yeah, one thing we do is, it's not very adventurous. One thing my kids love to do on Christmas day is Lego. They love building things mm. and just taking a couple of hours Christmas songs on, Daddy doing lunch, doing um, building Lego stuff. Lego's and good then, though, mate, because you know good, if, they're, yeah. if they're old enough, they can do it themselves. You're not needed. It keeps them occupied. Yeah. You've got an it's hour, nice to join hour in, though. Yeah. Nice to join in. Uh, Chris, one thing I really wanted to promote was a Christmas movie. So, right, let's actually watch it. Because although I love telly, I've never watched telly at Christmas, really. And... The kids just don't settle to watch a movie. So it's like, right, you can pick a movie. And they're like, right, we want to watch this. It's a 15. No, you're not watching that. So finally settled on Elf with Will Ferrell. Mate, it, it took three and a half hours to watch it. In the end, I'm almost annoyed. I'm like, right, everyone sit down and be quiet. Just, it's almost like forced fun. Be quiet and enjoy it. What was their first like, option? finally got through it. Aliens. Ridley Scott's first aliens. option was like I don't know, like Twenty One Jump Street or something. It's like, no, we're not watching that. Or, yeah, can watch Ghost. No, can't watch that. It's adult themes. We watched. It's fine. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a classic. Chevy oh, Chase. how was that? The Griswolds. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really funny. Will I your mean, kids sit and watch it? Yeah, there's a couple of scenes there where you they start swearing. You go, <laughs> sort of raise your voice <laughs> yeah. a little bit or forward it. Uh, they enjoyed it. Yeah, they will though. Um, they like the cinema though, and they'll they'll quite happily sit at the cinema. I took yeah. them to see the new Star Wars, which I thought was great. Really enjoyed it. Um, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really it. good as well because they there's a girl in it, Ray, uh, Ray Skywalker actually, and okay, um, you know she is the the main Jedi in it or the the lead actor. And what you saying? Actor. She's fit? Is that what you're saying? No, I think it's just great for. for oh kids. right, all that. 
Yeah. Oh, well done. Oh, right. Girl power stuff. And also, I won't let him watch this, but I have watched the first episode. It's one of three. It's Don't F- With Cats. Well, fella, look, you know what I'm like with animals? Yeah. You know how you've got no emotions and... I do. You read about Saddam Hussein torturing animals when he was a kid and you're like, mm, yeah, it's not I'm not ideal. Whereas I'm like, Ted I can't Bundy. read that anymore or Ted I'm going to vomit. Ted Bundy. Also Saddam Hussein. Um, so I got to about 20 minutes in and they actually start showing the video of the guy moving towards the kittens on the bed. I'm like, no, 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 off, can't watch it. And then I spoke to Ugo at the weekend and he's like, they don't show it. And Jack Clifford was there as well at the Queen's He was like, they don't show it. You've got to watch it. And Ugo was like, don't even text me when you've seen it. Ring me because it needs talking about. Is it that major? Because apparently when he gets to the end, it's like, this is an absolute head freak. Well, I watched the first episode. They're about an hour long and you don't see anything. I was the same when, I don't want to spoil it for any any, uh, listeners, but I had to, you know, on Netflix, I was watching it on the iPad. You can just forward 15 or 10 seconds, can't you? I had to do that. And then I scrolled back with my finger to see if they actually did show it because it it would be horrific. But they don't. They just Even showed, you wouldn't like that. No, they just show the reaction. You hate so animals. They just show the reaction of <laughs> of the people's faces, basically, who are watching it. And yeah. uh, it is quite disturbing. But uh, it's actually... It's very interesting to watch. Uh, I'm enjoying it in a strange way, but I'll, I had to actually Google what went on because I'm not going to watch another episode for a few days now and it would just beat me up inside. So I had to find out if they okay. catch their bugger. Well, yeah, don't tell anyone because I don't do that. I just let things unfold because I'm, yeah. I'm grown up. Um, have you spoken to me since Christmas? Uh, I know she's her hand. She's severed a vein or an artery in her hand. Mm. Well, she she hit, she stabbed herself with scissors and nipped a vein. She didn't sever an artery. Well, <laughs> I've told her a million times. Not That's a good point. Actually, told she's her still alive because I haven't heard from her. Yeah, no, she's okay. She's okay. Luckily, yeah. Um, yeah. Luckily, her husband is a doctor, so no need to go to an A A and E. Yeah, it's handy, isn't it? That mm. that is very handy indeed. Uh, did you get a, did you get a good present? Don't really get good presents at our age. I do don't you? want anything, mate. I'd rather I'd rather everyone spend it on the kids. So I got a few pairs of socks, which I really wanted, and I, I actually bought myself a coffee machine, another coffee machine. Did you? Yeah. Well, I wanted one that was on a timer, so I could wake up to fresh coffee, and it's oh. it's. It's like a. You said it for about six fifteen, do you? Yeah, it keeps it warm yeah. for a couple of hours, but it's one that sort of drips down. You put filter coffee. Filter coffee, yeah, yeah. I've lost for words there. Is it a coffee made? No. Oh, but it's good. I put my Lavazza coffee in the top, set the time, and it drips through into a big thermo flask in the bottom. It wasn't that expensive at all, uh, but. Wonderful in the morning to wake up. Is it nice coffee? coffee? Yeah, it is. Well, it depends what beans you use or what powder you can. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. can grind your own beans. Or I can't really be bothered. I just use. I get the Lavazza coffee packs. It's like all the lads that have got these wicked espresso machines, and they are really, really cool. But it's like it's just a lot of work, man. It is, and that's why Nespresso is so good. But I get sick yeah. a little bit of the taste of Nespresso. I know you can get them in capsules, but. It's nice Don't to say that because G Man, because G String Gareth Watley will be listening to this and he works for Nespresso and he's never done anything for us. He just takes, 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 doesn't he? On the on the tickets, free tickets. Can you get me a free ticket? We never hear from him until he needs, you know, free tickets. But you've got to keep him on side in case he can give us some 25p pods for nothing. Mm. Actually, no, let's slag him off. He's take, take, take. I've started buying my um I got some I got told by someone who likes coffee that the Lidl coffee pods are quite good. Now, you're not going to like it when I say this, but I... You don't shop in Lidl. I Stop didn't know where it. Lidl was. Stop it. And I said, unfortunately, there isn't a Lidl in Bath. Enough. And then someone said, yes, Enough. there is. It's been here for years. Enough, that's <laughs> Enough. No, hang on. I know, I know. But I didn't... I'm not a snob. I just didn't know where it was. The reason I don't like Lidl and Aldi 
is partly because loads of their stuff's crap. Also, it's because they haven't got every- <laughs> they haven't got everything you need, and that breaks me. I do not want to go to two shops. Well, I'm not doing that. I go to one shop or a wetsuit. You know, they've got some random stuff. <laughs> yeah. in there. I like going to Little and Aldi because it reminds me of being abroad. Because you don't know what anything is, do you? You don't know what it is. Like in a car four, car four in France or something. Yeah. But I, I just, I just, it, the whole, the whole notion of. Basically, if I'm going to do an hour in a shop, I want to have everything I need when I leave, and I want it to be a reasonably pleasant environment. And I need to get used to it. But anyway, I went. I turned out there is a little in Bath. I didn't know there was, and that is bad for me. But I went there. It's quite a while ago now, so I've known for a while. Got the coffee pods, and now I really like them. I use them all the time. Are you? Do you not like Little and Aldi because people spit at you when you're opening your boot from the checkout of your car? <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Hey, the thing is, Lord I'm not, Flatman. I'm not, I'm not about that. What? Because I think what is actually cool is to not waste money on going to Waitrose, which is thirty percent more expensive than everywhere else. Mm. I realise going to Waitrose isn't cool, so I don't go to Waitrose either. I went there just before Christmas, and God, it's a lovely place to shop. But I don't go there. It but it all, it, I don't care. I, I want the cheapest shop. I want to go to the cheapest shop, but I just don't want to go. Um and there not be there only be a third of the things I actually want to buy for a big shop. So I know what you're I'm saying. I'm not having mate. it. You want designer goods, discount prices. That's all. <laughs> That's all we want. Yes. Yeah, you want like the that. Black Friday, the Boxing Day sales. Um, you watched any movies over the Christmas period apart from your? There's, there's your no elf? there's no time to watch movies no? over Christmas. There's no time. Did you get any good presents? Um. Yeah, I got. I tell you what, I got um, I got. A nice fleece. Oh, you still wear fleeces, do you? No, I'm going back to fleeces. Okay. I got a really nice fleece. Okay. Um, and I got a subscription to Evo Car Magazine, which is my favourite. But my yep. subscription ran out a while ago. Yep. Um, I still, I'm still that 15 year old who reads car magazines front to back. No, you um, are good. Any, any information you want on cars or any advice, uh, you'd be the first port call. I love him. I absolutely love him. And Danny Grucock's brother, Ben, and I are semi-relentlessly swapping links to cars online that we're definitely not going to buy. And he saliva. might. I'm not. Okay. And saliva. But we love it. Um, we absolutely love it, fella. So I'm actually in Devon at the moment, and a couple of fields away is uh, a Land Rover that I'm trying to convince someone I know to do up with me so that I can use it in the summers and make it a big... Defender 110 with a canvas top, you know, a rag top. Get the kids in the back. Two-tone 525. Two-tone 525. So, loves it. So, yeah, it's an addiction. Um, but, no, no, there's no time to watch films at Christmas. There's, I don't know how anyone finds time to watch films at Christmas. I love it, and it's a relaxing time, but there is zero actual time. Any Christmas drinks been going on? Uh, I quite like... Um, a snowball with a snowball, isn't it? With Advocar, quite like that. No, have you been out with the boys for any Christmas drinks? Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I did a couple before Christmas actually. Mm. Uh, went out the blooming lads, went out with uh, Ollie Barkley and I stepped out with a couple of other lads into Bath and had a nice little time. Um, yeah, managed it and actually had a couple of pints at Exeter, the Exeter Chiefs game last night with Powley with Hugh Vivian. Yes. Um, and a couple of lads from Gallagher. I saw Chris Mead down there. We didn't actually catch up for a pint, but we had a chat on Saturday at Twickenham and Sunday at Chiefs. You know, Chris Mead, the big dog from Gallagher. Yeah, and he's And um and um, Meader and his lad was there as well. Looking, so we had a good time. Looking to be an ambassador of you as well? No, I'm not an ambassador, no. No, no looking. That's no, what I meant, you know, no they've signed a long contract with um, Hugo, and Hugo, Monia and Nolly. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not worried about that. No, okay. um, I don't operate like that, boy. No? I don't know. operate like that. No, 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 no. no. Do you know what? I, do you know what? I've I was talking. This is not interesting, but I was talking to Ben Kay about this in Japan, and there was this big ITV meal, and I was late back to it because I was doing. I was actually working on the Friday night, late back, and it was like, "Come and join us!" And basically, all the big dogs from ITV are there, and I was feeling I was knackered anyway, and I was commentating the next morning, the next day, and I was like, "I just need to go to bed." And then one of the other guys with me said, "Yeah, but you've got to go and schmooze for a couple of hours first. And I was like, I'm actually going to put my work first. And I went straight to my room, brushed my teeth and went to sleep. So I was absolutely knackered and cream knackered I was. And the next day I said to Ben, I just, I'm just not a very good schmoozer. And he's like, excuse me, 
you are anything but a bad schmoozer. You are an absolute knack. And I was like, there's a difference. I am friendly and good with people generally, but I am not good at going into a room and thinking I need to talk to him, him, her and her. Let's target them and let's make them like me. I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to do it. Never have been able to. So you used to go to networking events and there's a list of people. You need to talk to this person. I was like, I just can't do it. So I'm much better off if I accidentally meet people. Okay. Whereas you are calculated, no, ruthless. I've got a proper job, mate. Don't need a schmooze anymore. Um, well, you say that. Should we get into some rugby? Just do this. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So a couple of Welsh derbies have gone on prior to Christmas. Now, the yeah. Dragons beat the Ospreys at Rodney Parade. Uh, the weather was absolutely terrible, and the Dragons pitch is, is okay, but it's not the greatest. You know, it's days like that, you need an artificial pitch, basically, if you want to play any rugby, or you need a pitch like... Hang on, are you suddenly pro-artificial pitches? Principality or... Twickenham or a top level pitch like that. No, Are I'm you not. suddenly pro plastic pitches? No, I'm not. Right. But when the weather is this bad, mate, possibly I am edging towards it, okay? Because you want to okay. see quality rugby being played. Now, uh, the Dragons won. It was an actual decent game by the Dragons, and it was a last minute drop kick by Sam Davis. Nigel Davis's son nails it with penalty okay. advantage, mind, but nice little run by Ashton Hewitt out of defence to set them up in a bit of territory and a bit of possession so great win for the dragons the blues went down to the ospreys and beat the ospreys and they've not done that at the liberty stadium since 2005 can you believe that 14 years they've waited amazing actually yeah um and then the blues then faced the dragons on boxing day at the arms park which i went down to commentate on with edward butler um wasn't the cracker we thought it would be the weather came in about half time and you know it's like at the start of the game when it's dry you get quality rugby you know passes go to hand you're not losing the ball in contact second half was a bit dour but still a good win by the blues um so jared evans played really well um, but went off so op's okay josh adams is quality defensively and an attack just Looked good did he mate just makes really good decisions um, more so, I think, in defence. You know, whether it's jamming in, whether it's staying out, Jacqueline. Um, but also, I always like it when you get, you know, you get wingers coming round on a back smooth play, you know, so they're coming round on an arc. And the ones, the quality ones, the ones that just don't mind putting a little bit of boot to ball and just threading it through, you know, they see nothing's on, they put it through. Yeah. You get that with Josh Adams. Uh, I just think it's quality. Um, he was good. Um so it was a a decent enough performance by the Blues. And yeah. it's two from two over Christmas time. So can't really fault that. The Scarlets absolutely smashed the Ospreys. Mm. Like it's bad times down 
Australia. It's at not the going nicely at all, is it? Not at all, mate. Mike Ruddock's come in. They want to make him director of rugby. Um, sorry, just before I go back, Shane Lewis Hughes scored the try there after a Jared Evans break for the Blues, and it was a decent try, a decent break. But look, the Ospreys are. It's, I don't know what they're going to do Horrible. to turn that season around. They need Scott Williams yeah. goes off early, where I was really looking forward. I think he has a cut on his chin. I was really looking forward to Scott Williams up against Hadley Parks. I thought that was going to be a great battle, but yeah. didn't quite see it. Um, Ryan Combier on the wing scored a couple of tries, looked really sharp. Um, still think Stephen Hughes could get a slot in the Six Nations uh, with all the injuries going on. Mm. So. Like the Scarlets beat Ospreys 44-0. So, wow. massive. They're coming up to the Blues on the 3rd of January. Uh, that's going to be a huge game. But I just... The only thing that breaks me over this period is the weather. It just has so much an effect on a game. It, you know, you can have two quality teams up against each other, but as soon as the rain comes in and, you know, the wet rain, mate, the proper oh, the wet, wet rain... It soaks you through. Yeah. yeah. Not the fine rain, the wet rain. It yeah. just games, ca- uh, you know, abandoned really. But the Scarlets actually score plenty of tries um, in real dour conditions. But mate, I don't know what the Ospreys going to do. They need George North back fit. Um, Gareth Anscombe, who signed from, looks like he's not going to play this season. Massive loss. Uh, yeah, brutal. At one stage, they were going to merge with the Scarlets until they pulled out. Um, about six months ago and decided to stay as they are. But yeah, no more boy. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. yeah, we're not sure what's going to go on with them. Okay. I mean, they've, they've got That's quality tough. players still, but it's just not working. Well, let's hope Rudders can do a job down there, shall we? Hmm. What games were you at? Uh, so, yeah, this weekend, fella. So I was, well, I was at, um, I was at Twickenham Quinn's Leicester and I was at Exeter for Exeter Saris. But Friday night, first of all, mm-hmm. Wasps last gasp winner against wow. Bristol. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was a really interesting game. Actually, Fekatoa did really well. Bristol were pretty porous through the middle. Um, Fekatoa looked lovely through the middle there. I thought Jacob Umanga at 10 had a good game, found a hole and broke really nicely. But a couple, ultimately, of, mi- couple of missed just, kicks, though. Umanga. Yeah, but he, he he tends to do basic things quite well, and it, I quite like the fact that he's not constantly in the headlines, and he's just quietly keeping Lima Sopoanga on the bench and doing apart a good job for Wasps. Kicks, apart from basic kicks, but he's well, young. Yeah. He's young, so. But do you know what? George Ford, in his first the first few years of his career, missed with quite a few kicks, mm. and Bowden Barrett misses quite a few kicks. It's kind of like. You know, you, you do need your fly-off to be slotting those. However, when you've got Jimmy Gopeth in the 23, there's always a chance you've got you've got another brilliant place kicker there so you can afford to play him, you know. So I think he, he looked he looked nice. Launchbury played well. Nizam Cars try at the end, heartbreak for Bristol. But what I just want to say, what is Piatau doing there? He just I don't know whether it's the sort of slight stumble that Nizam Car has when he's running down the wing that just puts off Piatau, but he should be making that tackle. Yeah, I agree. And did you see a tackle he made on? Yes. I think it was Jacob. Watson. Who was it? Jacob Watson. Uh, Marcus Watson. Mm. Oh my days! Absolutely NFL'd him in a touch. And his and Piatau's try just to receive that ball and then beat Fekatoa on the outside yeah. to score was just lush, mate. Absolutely How lush. strong does he look in his core? Because Fekatoa yeah. actually gets like gets close enough to him to make a tackle, but he just powers through. Yeah, he's he's a serious player, but yeah. he, he wasn't perfect on Friday night. But you sort nope. of take that. But that was a that was a really good win. Jack Willis, really, I thought, really was brilliant win. at the breakdown as well. Excellent, Thomas Young. excellent, yeah, excellent, uh, really, really good. And on Saturday, I was at uh, yeah, Queens Leicester, which was dare I say not anywhere near as exciting as the scoreline might suggest. Thirty all, thirty thirty, mm. a thirty thirty. Um, it. Should have been outstanding. And there was a bit of jeopardy at the end because, you know, it was so close. But actually, it was not the highest quality game at all. Mm. Leicester, Leicester, I think, would have been, blown away is the wrong word, would have been reasonably comfortably beaten if Genge, Youngs, Cole hadn't delivered what they delivered. They were monsters in the scrum. Absolutely. And that gave them penalties, field position, points. It just teed them up and kept them in the game. Um, 
because Leicester didn't look brilliant otherwise. For you know, Kyle Eastman is you know, as you know, one of my faves to watch. Mm. He's great, but he hasn't played since October, and Mrs. he and George Smith, Ford doesn't he? Miss Marcus Smith for Marcus Smith's try, pretty sure. Um, when he just goose steps around the outside, just changes his angle slightly, doesn't oh, he? Oh, Marcus Smith, sorry, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of Marcus Watson. Yeah, he does, but do you know what? On the day, and he also gets run over by uh, Lasique for the Quinn's mm. try off the scrum, but he hit he hit Lasique really hard. Um, he properly gave him a head jammer, but Lasique just kept going. He's so big and strong, he got over. But watching Carl Eastman, the way he defends it does actually belie his size. I thought he defended really well. He was one of Leicester's best defenders. He just got run over by a much bigger well, man. Which say is that, kind of... He misses two tackles for two tries. No, he doesn't. didn't miss Lasique. He got run over. Mm. He hit him really hard and just got run over. It's not the same. He got physically dominated by a bigger man. Mm. He needed That needed to be a gang tackle. And, you know, I'm sorry, even if you got, you know, Jamie Roberts playing at 12, he's a big, strong man you want someone else joining in that tackle with 120 kilos running that quick. Um, and especially when you know you've got Carl Eastman, who's not a big man, you have to make a gang to at least a double hit there. But he def- he he defended, that when well, he just got done by Marcus Smith on the goosey. And that was, he just got done. But it's almost like, you know, Fekatoa got done by Peertown, something yeah, very, very similar. It, that doesn't mean he had a bad game. It just means he got done by someone with mega footwork. And Marcus Smith's footwork is just beautiful. Like, just lovely, lovely. Um, but the game, the game was, the game was not brilliant. Leicester's front row, front five, really kept them in it. Their restarts were terrible. Lineout was fine. Scrum was outstanding, and they had a penalty advantage when Quinns were a man down, and George Ford produced a moment of magic. Lovely chip. Viani ran it in, and but what one thing I, I said on the telly. So, but one thing at the end, I thought the game was. I think both teams didn't seem very happy with the ref with Matt Carley. I, you know, just personally thought he refereed it really well. Um, but there was a scrum at the end. Leicester were getting scrum pens all day. Um, they hammered a Quinn scrum at the end, and anywhere else on the field or any other time except the last five minutes, that would have been a penalty. So it should have been a penalty to Leicester. It wasn't given. But if it is, suddenly it's thirty all. George Ford kicks them to the halfway, and they're playing to win it. You know, and you think, well. That, you know, it's just a little thing. But if you're Jordan Murphy and you're in the trouble Leicester are in, then you're thinking that that's a major thing. And I, I think he'd be right if he was aggrieved by that. A couple of things. I, I felt sorry for um, Campagnaro when he went off early. It looked like a serious Yeah, horrible, injury. poor bloke. Properly distraught. Um, yeah. Does Wayne Barnes, will Wayne Barnes ever criticise the referee when he's on the sidelines or or not? I don't know. Let's ask him. It's very difficult, isn't it? For you know, if Barnsley had finished referee, now it'd be a lot easier. But he he hasn't. He's still the number one ref, um, and he was agreeing really with a lot of the decisions that were made with um, Matt Carley. So um, yeah, because neither team, you're right, did seem happy with um, with the ref at all. Really, um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Barnsley on that. I actually thought he did. Well, here's yeah. a question for you, Tommy. It's the, it's the, you know, rugby pundits, you know, sort of us lot that stand on the, yeah, rugby pundits, they, channels love having current players in there. They love getting a current player in there. But current players don't say anything. And it's not because they're dull and but it's because they can't criticise people they're playing with and against. They just mm. can't do it. And you can't criticise so, someone for doing something then you do it the next week because it looks even yeah. worse, doesn't it? Um, I really liked when Ellis Genge went back into sort of the, the 15 position. So good, kick running back. It's like, right, I've not had the ball for a while. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take the, I'll take the 15s yeah. role. And, mate, like for a big man like that, to have such good footwork before contact is very difficult to do, but he does it. Yeah. You know, he's agile. You think he's going to steamroller in, but he's mm. actually got acceleration, footwork, yep. power. Like He was class. He was class the weekend. He scrummaged really, really well. But a lot of the really players good. you thought were going to be um, really busy and industrial weren't really Gonover was quite quiet as was Johnny May uh, but it was still a decent game it was close 30 points all um, who's going to be happy with that probably Leicester with Leicester the... they need, well they need mm. points more don't they yeah they do um, but the Bath game against Sale thought actually thought Bath looked quite good a couple of late-ish uh, and 
a couple of late tries from Sale sort of made it a squeaky bum time, but I thought Bath looked good. I thought Jamie Robinson's pass to strong. the assistant referee was quality. Do you see that? That was quality. Quality. It was actually um, a I really think... good pass. It was a perfect pass. If it was perfect. If the uh, touch judge, assistant referee, just kept going, he could have caught that. Why yeah. didn't he catch it? He should have yeah. just caught it. It'd been so much better. Well, he wasn't clued in, was he? No. Um, but I thought, yeah, Priestland, Priestland looks good at the moment. He's steering Bath nicely, kicking the points. Um, the shape looked decent. Thought it's a decent little win that because Sale have got quite a lot of firepower. Yeah, uh, beat Saints, beat Saints last weekend. Um, so that's a d- decent little win for Bath. That and good news for Stuart Hooper because there's obviously always a bit of pressure in that gig. Of course. Um, um, Worcester against Irish. Irish lost uh, Motu Matutu after 33 minutes. Yeah, to the red I saw card. that. Stupid. Had to be a red. Here's one for you. Yep. Is so that so? No surprise that they lose. Worcester, I thought, looked great in attack. Duncan Weir, like he's having much more fun this weekend than he did last weekend at Gloucester, where they just they produced nothing in attack almost. Mm. Um, but Alan Dell, Scotland prop, the very good player actually. Yeah, good, good, good signing for Irish. That he's a he's a good player. Um, good solid boy. He's a uh, man. Sorry, his late shot on Hohard for the yellow card on the breakdown. He just whistle goes and he bangs him. It is. It is exactly the sort of thing that you could do 10 years ago and can't do now. It is exactly the sort of thing. And you, we obviously, we, you can't be doing that sort of stuff. But it, when you're flying in and there's a scrum off, the number nine's just sticking up out of a ruck and you're flying in and the whistle goes about a step before you get there, it is really difficult to resist that donut. Mm. It's really difficult to pull out and he whacks Hogard. So they were down to 14, then they were down to 13. And it's like, this is making a hard job even harder and London Irish have lost their mojo. I mean they hopefully they yeah, get it back. They have, but the last they? couple of weeks they've looked they've looked really poor. Shadow really of the poor team they were. Just speaking about number nines, Flat, so um obviously Richie Reese is coaching the backs and skills and um where? At the at Cardiff Blues at the moment. And they've had a couple of good wins and you know when when someone's had a good game or the team's doing well because they all of a sudden have a bit more chat on WhatsApp. And he's, yeah. been, he's been quiet, mate. He's been a shadow of the man he used to be until yesterday yeah. where he pipes up. Um, he's back. He went missing, but he's back now with a bit of banter because the team's doing well. So predictable, isn't it? He can yeah. put it on a postcard. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I text back. Someone's had a couple of good wins. Um, yeah. So oh, it's well nice to you. see him back there, mate, because... You know, he's he has been missing. Um, he's had no chat recently. He's not got much chat anyway, but at least at least you feel like he's happy again. So Christmas wasn't cancelled in the Reese household. Um Northampton Gloucester, um Lewis Samet, he has to be involved in the Oh I got told yesterday it's Louis. Louis Reese Samet. Oh, is it? Well people have been yeah. saying Lewis. I know, Louis. but I got I got told yesterday it's Louis. Brilliant. You're great with names. Uh, Louis Reese Zamet. Now he's 18. Is he 18 or 19? 18. 18. Is he going to do a George North and just skip the uh, the 20s and go straight into the national setup? I think he. I think he might. The amount of tries he's scoring at the moment. I think. Oh, I don't know. I kind of. I, I kind of. I know what he'd want to go. He'd want to go straight to Wales, but I almost feel like you'd, it's really good for kids, to, kids, young players to play to any ones. And maybe, maybe, but some do skip it. Um, when that and there's a little bit of a shortage maybe on wingers at the moment. Liam Williams is out. Um, there's a spot yeah, think, possibly. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Uh, but he's certainly playing well, mate. The amount of tries he's scoring is incredible, and that's not just about. It's yeah. not just about. You know, being in the right position and just keeping your width and running tries in. You know, he's creating tries. He's scoring wonder yeah. tries as well as just doing the basic runnings as well. So, I tell um, you, he was really good. Go for Gloucester was Ryan Mark up. Atkinson. Okay, yeah, our mate, our mate from Cheltenham. I called him yesterday on the telly. You, you won't see it tonight because you'll definitely be watching. Um, I called him a budget uh, Sunny Bill Williams, and I said I hope he doesn't mind. Um, I'm sure Mark Atkinson is a very high budget himself, but probably not as high as Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, I know what you're so, saying. You're just, not saying he's budget. You're saying that you're getting him for the same price as Sonny Bill Williams. So you're saving you're cheaper. Money. You're getting same, getting cheaper, cheaper. I'm sure he's mm. probably a bit cheaper than Sonny Bill, but um, just gets his arms through. Just mm. gets the ball away. Yeah. Chris Harris, shoulders lovely. Through. Did Atkinson did so well. He must be a dream to play outside because he gets so much ball away. And I tell you who, who um, Northampton rediscovered a bit of their mojo. I tell you who played really well for Northampton. Was Cobus Rynax a couple mm. of tries back to, his, back to his back to his 
close to his best, but and he was in my team of the week until I got to Sandy Park. Just before you, you're cracking the Sandy Park. I know we're not moving on yet. I know we're not um, moving on to that yet. I'm just saying. Hopefully, Dan Bigger is is okay. Um, I thought Cobus Reinhardt looked really injured because he had to come on, didn't he? Uh, he had to come back mm. on the field, but I think it was just he was just tired and maybe a little bit of cramp. But just on on Mark Atkinson, you're right though the way he gets his shoulders through the tackle, but it's also staying tall because you see players that run into contact and all they want to do is go to ground. You know, they're like torpedoes. See it just, all the time. They just yeah. want to run through contact. They want to get to ground. But if you stay tall in contact and you're strong enough and you you know, you you carry the ball correctly, which allows you to turn offload, then you just keep the point of attack alive. And he's so good at that. You know, it, we um who was it um for the Dragons? Uh, Moriarty does the same. When he runs into contact, sometimes he turns, sometimes he's able to offload, he he creates a try for Matthew Screech for the Dragons and there's something to be said about that, about staying tall in contact and not just looking to pump your legs and go to ground. And he's he's brilliant at it. Yeah, he really is. And it's his mission not to die with the ball. And I, I quite like that. I quite like that. It can, you know, it can screw you over. You know, it's like... Yeah, McCloskey, McCloskey at Ulster is very similar as well. Yes, yeah. And, and you, you know, sometimes you are going to get held up. Sometimes people are going to wrap the ball up. But... um. It certainly keeps your point of attack moving when you're able to. It does. It. It's like, but it's like Carl Sinclair against Quinns at the week, against che- uh, Tigers at the weekend, mm. constantly trying to get the ball alive, and we love him for it. But every now and again, he gets picked off, and Carl yeah. has picked him off and ran one in. But you can't. You can, but you probably shouldn't hammer somebody for that because actually that's what makes him so good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, Atkinson was great. Ryan was great, but I'm. Um, I'm afraid he just wasn't the best scrum half this weekend. It just wasn't. Tell me Nick who White was for Chiefs. <laughs> wasn't Nick he? White for Chiefs was. Different gravy, fella. He's hard. He's tactically aware. He's mega yeah. fit. He's aggressive. He communicates non-stop. Yeah, I was going to say he that. Is, you can see the way oof. he was shouting at his pack, just either to to keep going the same way or to come back, but just directs him. And actually, like when you come up from a scrum or you come up from rucks, you must be knackered as a forward. And it's yeah. just great to be told what you need to do, where you need to go, and then you can just do it at great pace as well for the try. You know, he just... I really good. I don't know whether, uh, who is it, Sean Maitland gives up, but Nick White scuttles across there and, you know, he he makes a tackle, I think, on Max Malins, who doesn't quite grab the ball and then follows it up with some good pace. So, I mean, I thought I thought it was going to be a Saracens victory. I had him down to win. I thought... Yeah, I just thought that they're at the bottom of the uh, premiership at the moment. Exeter towards the top. I think they might be top now. Um, Northampton were, weren't they? But I think it was a bit of a, it was certainly the clash of the the two biggest teams that we've seen over the last sort of five, six years in the Premiership. And I thought it might mean a bit more to Saracens just to sort of say, right, we're down the bottom, but we're still the number one team. And with the team they picked as well, it was a mega, mega strong team, but had nothing really. I thought Exeter and the breakdown were just far superior. Luke Cowan Dickey was immense there. Oh, what a game. Huge what game. A game. Huge game. Um they all were, I thought Joe Simmons, what an important tackle that was and Jamie George, that was a match sort of turning. What a tackle. yeah, what a tackle. Yeah. yeah. It's huge. But it wasn't just him as well. It was Ollie Woodburn who comes in as well because if that's just a one on one with um Joe Simmons, I think that Jamie George is going to wriggle, be able to turn and put the ball down. But you also got Woodburn coming in, all the boys coming in, just make it impossible for George to wriggle and get the ball down. But yeah. such an important part of the game, that, wasn't it? Such a, a key instance because that Saracens driving wall was just going forward at a rate of knots. Yeah. Uh, and right before half time as well. I think Stuart Hogg has been great for him as well, just injects a lot of pace out wide. Um, was good another high ball, kicks really well for territory as well. There's so much power in Hogg. He's mm. so powerful. Yeah, he's hard work. Yep. They, I, they, I thought Chiefs really stood up. They, I, and it, I know it's only 14-7, but I thought they were hugely dominant mm. yesterday against Saris. I really did, and especially the team Saris picked. I was surprised by that. A couple of things that stood out for me were Nick White, of course, but Will Skelton, even against that Chiefs team that's got so much power in it, he was a man against. He looked like a man against boys. He was just dominating people, and they took him off after, I guess, fifty minutes or mm. so. 
And I, as soon as he came off, I was sitting next to Durders, and I was like, "Why are they taking him off?" Like, I know Marrow is the man, but it's like, why? But he is just, but he just dominates. He just hits the, like, he makes ground, and they stop winning collisions when he went off. They stopped, and there's a few carries at once. I think it was from a line out or a scrum. I can't remember. But Chiefs went one phase, two phase, three phases, maybe four phases, and they got battered on every carry. Yeah. They got absolutely battered. Even Dave Ewers, everyone gets battered sometimes. He got battered. He ran straight into, I think it was him, ran straight into Marrow and Skelton. And it's like good night, mate. Like they he just they just got pummeled and it was then they had to kick it. And a couple of minutes later, they took off Will Skelton. And I was like, man, he is your power. Like he mm. is the main guy. So that's just my opinion. That that really stood out. But also the, the set piece Saracens can normally rely on. Vincent Cox subbed off early because Alec Hepburn did a job on him. And Harry Williams, I know he got a red card from the bench towards the end, which is, I haven't seen that before. He piled into the pile up from the bench, so he got a red card. He piled Very in, silly, but, but without throwing any punches. You know, he just escalated. Of course he did. It didn't make... No one throws a punch. No one does. No. Um, but it was, so that, was, that was nuts. But other than that, he was excellent, like properly excellent. And he gave Mako a really, really tough day. Um, but... And Luke Karandicki as well was mega. Mm. I liked um, Oli Devoto's niggle. Mm. He is niggly. He is horrible. You try yeah. and, It's a penalty and he's got the ball or it's your put in. He will throw the ball away and he'll stick digs in and he'll put an elbow in. And at one point he had Marrow, Toji and Farrell pointing at him saying, we'll get you. And he looks at him and says, do one, lads. A bit like Dylan Armitage in his day. You know, he'd always yeah, not, not quite as vocal, not quite as abusive, no. but he's, you know, he's not taunting people he just loves niggle he's just a hard bloke like, watch a, i watched a, a lot of rugby over the this last couple of weeks right and what stands out for me is two referees that just now I'm not being biased on on the first one now because i don't even like the guy so i say this <laughs> <laughs> i say this and i mean it, it, it pains me to say it but barnsey's um communication with players and teams is just incredible. Makes everything just super clear. You know, doesn't mumble his words. Um, and just everyone knows where they stand with him. And also Nigel Owens as well. Uh, yeah. The games he's, he's refed. Just, he refed the Blues and the Dragons. And you ju- you know exactly where you are with him. It was really funny, actually. Thomas Williams and Nigel Owens have a spat. And Nigel's trying to tell Thomas Williams that when he's moving the ball from a ruck to the back foot to kick, you can't use your hands because you're lifting the ball. You have to use your feet. And he has to tell him like four times. And Thomas Williams keeps coming back. And Nigel Owens just keeps... And Eddie Butler and I in comms, we're just... We're not speaking. For like a minute and a half, we're not speaking. We're just watching this spat between like like a father and a son. Yeah, It, yeah. Was, it was incredible. But they make the game so easy for players just through their communication. It's the best part of their um, of their skill set they have, and obviously making right decisions. But it is, and you know, Barnsley you just was, Barnsley was outstanding again. Yeah, you yeah. do, you do. Just he's just brilliant. And yeah, I, I do know brilliant. me, mate. I hate Barnsley, but there we are. I know you do. I know you don't like the guy. No, um, it's just his personality and character, isn't it? You're not you're not interested in Andres. Uh, but I tell you, my favourite Chiefs player of the day. It probably is Luke Cowan-Dickey, to be honest. You know, you know, he's a favourite of mine. But I thought. They call him Big Red down at Chiefs, South African fella, new guy at Chiefs, Janice Kirsten. He came on at the end and just battered people. Mm. And I said to a couple of guys at the end, a couple of the Chiefs guys, like Park James Park, you know, fitness fitness coach, I just said to him, that Janice Kirsten, he said, mate, he just loved smashing his body about. And then I, Ali Heifer walked past me and a couple of guys, and I grabbed one of the other coaches and said, ah, that Janice Kirsten. They said, mate, he loves it. He just loves smashing people. Oh, and he nailed, that. he put... He got Marrow a real goodie, a real goodie. Put Mar- sat Marrow down. Marrow got taken off. I think he might have. It might have been an inch or two high. It would have been. It was. It might have even been Kirsten's head connected with Marrow's jaw or something like that. But it was like he was, he was banging and clanging when he came on, and he made a big difference. Do you have a player I wouldn't so, like to play against? Ian Witten, if I was still. Yes. If I was <laughs> big horse, didn't he? Yeah. No, just a bit, but just there's no room. You know, you. He's a big bloke, but he's actually really quick as well. I think deceptively moves quick. well, yeah, yeah, moves yeah. really well, really good in the breakdown, solid defence, um, runs really hard lines as well. Um, and if you can tackle, that's okay. You know, you're not going to get the trickery you'd get with, say, Henry Slade. Um, you know, he's not going to make you look silly unless you've got poor tackle technique or you're going half-hearted. But 
just there's not really much space around him. You know, he makes his tackles, he defends really well, keeps his shoulders square. Um, just one of those that I reckon when you're up against him, there's not much room there. Yeah. And you can't yeah, run through him either because he's a big goose. He's massive. Mm. And Henry Slade's out for a couple of months, the broken ankle. Um, just a shame. So it looks like Mr. Six Nations. So Ian, Ian Witten's going to be playing a lot of rugby. And I think you don't, you know, when you when you see sort of a three on two on an edge, you think Ian Witten is, you're not going to get the execution you get with Henry Slade. What you get is, you're right, you, you shut down opposition um, outside backs very, very nicely indeed because mm. he does move well. He's a clever player and he's also a unit, which really helps, doesn't it? I went down yesterday or the day before. I can't remember what it was. It's it's Monday now. I think it might have been Saturday to watch. Uh, I watched old Panathians play Lantwip just down the road. Took the kids on the electric scooters and... Do you reckon you could do a job? Mate, that was my next point. Yes. Now... <laughs> I don't think I got. I don't think I got a full eighty in me. But who has anymore? Who has? It's, no, you know, who it's, wants it? I don't want it. For twenty minutes, yeah. But they got to sort the pitch out. It's too boggy. Oh really? You know, okay, until, they, until they get firm surface, I'm not prepared to play because. Hey, by the way, sticky yeah, mud. Yeah, you can't know. He's not good for you. Uh, ben Moon, the Chiefs props, having a testimonial, and he might have a game. And um, he wants you to play again. Somebody. Well, someone mentioned to me recently, you fancy 20 minutes? And I said, no, uh, thank you very much. But uh, if you play, I'll think about it. Well, Hooky, James Hook's got one as well. He's coming up in June and he's got a game at the Knoll in Neath and texted me to see if I'd play. Um, I just worry about your knee, mate. Yeah, I know. I said I probably won't play. but It's not worth it, you know. No, nah, it's not at all. But yeah, I mean, unless you're used to playing games, you know, so your body's sort of hardened up a little bit. Yeah. You, you play the Vets games. Someone like Kerry Sweeney, um, you know, because he's a 10. All, he, all he's got to yeah. do is pass. He doesn't really have to take contact. He's never well, had see, someone, someone knocks you from the side and you do your knee. It's like, but then my, you know, my shoulders be fine because there's no binding in the scrums, but I can, and I can hit with them and stuff. They'll be fine. It's just my Achilles I'd worry about. Your yeah. knee, my Achilles. It's not worth it, mate. No, I don't think so. But I'll, I'll go down and support and. We'll see what the, see what the money is, see what the fee is. Drink copious amounts of shandy <laughs> responsibly yeah yeah um, sure. we have do we do have some questions our kid now it's important that you know you give back at christmas to christmas's time of giving so i did tweet out um does anyone have any questions and if you don't mind flats i can rattle through these for us i don't mind um as i'm as i'm rattling through i'm just trying to um find any good ones um, All right, so there's a lot of crap. Yeah. Well, Cutters wants to know: Have you ever been to a Turkish prison? No. Not yet. No. No. The only way, the only time I'm ever going to go to Turkey is if I want my teeth done and my hair done. Okay. Oh, right. That is it over there. Yeah. Does I've Gareth, seen mid I've seen Midnight Express, so I don't want to go. Gareth Thomas um, wants to yeah. know: Does Flats really have enough charisma for the two of you? No. No, no, not quite. No, not quite. Seventy percent. Yeah. Um, what is your what is what would be your ideal brekkie? Oh God. Um, I eat fewer sausages these days, Tommy. Um, my ideal brekkie, your your bacon, lovely good bacon, uh, fried eggs, a bit of nice granary toast with butter. Uh, baked beans I like and the next bit you're going to go browns. no Black pudding. liver okay. liver you're Love right uh, yours I'd, I'd go sourdough bread made by Phil Vickery um, I don't want any of that sultanas in it. I just want a, the natural one okay uh, I'd want two pieces of that I'd probably have scrambled egg but it can't it has to be a little bit runny I can't have it like it's dust you know there has to be a little, little bit of moisture in it I'd have some streaky Grilled bacon. Yeah. Uh, I'd have some little plum tomatoes that have been fried in a pan. So warm and soft. Lovely. And a bit of avocado. Okay. Lovely. I might, can I add um, a tin of plum tomatoes to mine, please? Thank you. You want a tin of plum tomatoes? You don't want. I like tinned plum tomatoes, yeah. yeah. You and Andrew Nicholson like that. He's one of the best. Tinned and skinned. He's one of the best plum tomato eaters I know. Um, Top five. Okay. Caroline Next. Mills, would either of you do strictly? 
Yeah. Uh, they're not going to ask us. No. no. Um, have you ever had a spray no. tan? Yeah, you have. No, I haven't. Um, have you? No. Just sometimes people reckon I have, but basically I've just had a really good night's sleep and the colours come oh, back. God, here we skin. go. He's had loads. I've never had one. Um, is there anyone in rugby, Flats, that you don't think is actually a good bloke? Uh, Difficult yeah. one. Yeah. No, there are a couple, yeah. Don't know names. There's uh, a few. In, in, the, in the words of my gran, there's always a few pricks about. But, um, yeah, I mean, where, where does it get anyone to start naming people you think are pricks on a podcast? Don't get you anywhere, do it, mate. So don't do it. Don't need to. You've got enough enemies as it is. Duncan Law wants to know, did you watch Gavin and Stacey Flats? Yeah, I did. Um, do you think um, Smithy will say yes? I think he will say yes eventually. Um, and I did have tears in my eyes. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a brilliant episode. Really brilliant. Well Uncle Bryn, Uncle Bryn breaks me. He's so funny. Rob Brydon is incredible. Oh, so funny. Bryn and cheese. <laughs> Bryn and chips was that? Bryn and chips. Bryn and chips. Uh, brilliant. Um, Nathan wants to know: Would you rather have pubes for teeth or teeth for pubes? Teeth for pubes. Still eat then. Can um, eat twice. Polly Barnes. Is it the Polly Barnes? Oh, it's the Polly Barnes. Oh, no. The, it is the Polly Barnes. She's tweeting drunk again. Fashion guru, Polly Barnes. Will there ever be a boy born that can swim faster than a shark? That's from The Office. Love The no, Office. No, they won't. So do I. There won't be. There's no, almost no way that will happen. Can I kill a tiger armed only with a biro? Um, what's your favourite no. CrossFit workout? Do you have one? Uh, yeah, the one I liked the most was when we did, uh, guys, we're going to do 40 minutes of heavy squats building up to a heavy <laughs> single. And then we're going to do, we're just going to do something that's really horrible, which is as many push-ups as you can do in 20 minutes. Ooh. Yeah, that is absolutely horrible. See, by the end, you can't, do, 10 minutes in, you can't do a push-up. You hammer the legs, hammer the push-ups, go home. Good there stuff. was, I can't remember what it was called, but there was one where you did five chins, 10 press-ups, 15 air squats, and you just do as many rounds as possible. Yeah, and they're good. I like those, yeah. I did a round 21 before. I think it was in a certain amount of time. I can't remember how long. But yeah. Robin Solon Taylor's gym, he wouldn't put it up on the board because I was like third out of everyone, and he refused to put it up. Oh, really? Yeah. What knows? That's what he's like. He is a knows. Yeah. I we The, the old... Um, yeah, those, those ones are good because... You and I like I don't do as many pull ups now because my shoulder hurts. Mm. But you, you're I'm I've always been really good at pull ups, but you've been excellent at pull ups forever. <laughs> Stop it. Um, whereas push ups and air squats, anyone can do those for days. Mm. But um, yeah, you can end up getting quite a tidy total on those. And people think because you're heavy, you're not going to be able to do it. But it's like no, we're going to be alright at this. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, since my shoulder started hurting a bit more, I've stopped doing pull ups and, and I, I weigh 130 kegs. A lot of it with Robin is jealousy because he owns a gym. He's head of um, strength and conditioning at the Blues, so trains every day, yet I'm still stronger than him. So Yeah, yeah, that'll kill him. Yeah, it will. It does. And you're basically a medium-functioning alcoholic. Right. Right, last one. Why have you stopped posting pictures of meat? That's from Thomas McPherson. Just been busy. I've just uh, been busy. Also, I'm probably just going through a phase of being on social media quite a lot less, um, just because, um, you know, you lose your muse every now and again but i'm actually gonna kick back off and i've getting the barbecues ready to go next week and get cooking again so won't be long it's not the weather for it either is it i don't mind the weather it's just um there, there does come a point when I, I love social media as you know but i'm there does come a point where not everything i do i need to take a bloody picture of and show everyone so it's like i just you know I cooked some lovely meat in the last few weeks. I just haven't shown the world, but I will show the world again yeah, soon. I do Not that I care. But he does. I do a little bit of cooking, but you know, I don't have to shout about it. Whatever. Don't go on about it. Um, yeah. I'm off to play golf at Southern Down, which is by Bridgen, by Ogmore. Um, oh, well done. Right now. So looking forward to that. It's, it's a Lynx course, so it's quite dry there. And I can have a few Guinness after, I think. So. Well done, fella. I'm off Dreamy to... I'm actually me. off to... I'm off to the... That sounds like a lovely day for you, and... You will love that, and you'll love that more than I would, but I will probably love what I'm doing more than you would. I'm going for a... Um, Go-karting? Oh. Cold New Year's walk uh, on the beach with the kids in about an hour. Oh, that's so, so good. it'd be lovely. Right we're, going, we're going in. We're taking our swimming gear. Writing your names in the sand. Uh, yeah, making memories. Year's Day, New Year's Day, we go in the sea. We go in the sea, and I'm, I'm allowing them wetsuits this year, because last year I didn't allow them to wear wetsuits. 
no, they said they wouldn't, didn't want to wear wetsuits rather. Um, but I'm allowing them wetsuits this year. But um, we're going in and we don't just go in and out. We go in for a proper swim on New Year's Day and it will be Baltic, but good stuff. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, well fella, hey, play well today. Keep your, think about your short game, all right? Don't take your oven gloves. You, <laughs> you look Don't after yourself, yourself, all right? Again. All right uh, I miss you. I miss you. You too, boy. See you guys. All right. Bye, everyone. It's all right now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.